Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Please keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourselves. And enjoy. My name is Y.O. Lee, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we have intimate conversations about our most intimate interactions in an effort to increase communication around sex and improve sex lives everywhere. My guest on the show today is using the alias Raven. Hello, Raven. Hello. Would you like to give our audience any sort of general background info about you yourself as a human? I'm in my late 20s. <laughs> I live in Southern California. I do lots of science things, and I'm also pretty artsy. Cool. So what are your earliest sexual memories? Not necessarily you having it, but like, do you remember being a kid the first time you heard about what it was, what it meant? Do you have any feelings associated with that? So my, the first thing that popped into my head is being at a slumber party in seventh grade, I think. <laughs> we were outside on a trampoline, and someone started talking about 69, and I had no idea what that was. And that was probably the first thing I learned about sex. And I didn't realize it was even a part of sex. Yeah. How did they explain it? Do you remember? Um, she used her fingers to make a six and a nine, and she showed us what was the head and what was the penis and, you know, for the other person, if it's a female, what was the head and what was the vagina? And she's like, it's things that you do together all at once. And we were kind of blown away because what, we're 12 at yeah. that age. <laughs> do you even remember like what you thought about? Like you said, you didn't connect it necessarily with sex. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of, it seemed acrobatic at the time. Um, I, had no, <laughs> I had no idea what actually is acrobatic in the sex world at that point, of course. But I had no idea of what pleasure even was, so it just seemed strange to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what about, like, when you heard penis goes in vagina? Do you remember, like, thinking anything about that? I don't know if I have any actual memories about penis going into vagina. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a time when that was, like, those something like that was said to me. Um no, yeah, okay. just the 69. What about, like, sex ed in school, anything? Mm, yeah, so I was kind of a, a late bloomer with sexy things. Um, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 17. So I think we did sex ed when we were freshmen, so 14 mm -hmm. years old, 13. Mm -hmm. um, did you get – I got it in elementary school in fifth grade. Like, they talked about periods and split oh, the boys and girls up. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, um, they definitely talked about, like, menstruation and keeping yourself clean, but... 
Yeah. Maybe I was like too embarrassed and like blocked out the actual sex talk. Yeah. But I don't remember that until like high school. Yeah. I remember getting taught about HIV. Like our our initial mm-hmm. sexual health lessons included HIV. And I remember like a condom going on a banana in the context of like, here are these terrifying diseases. I don't think I ever had the pleasure of seeing the <laughs> condom on banana thing. But I saw it in plenty of movies. I was always kind of sad yeah. that I missed out. It was a real cliche. <laughs> yeah. So what do you remember from high school sex ed? Um, I remember a lot of really bad diagrams <laughs> on the projector <laughs> and trying to imagine what that was actually like in a real in-person setting. And then still having no idea like what pleasure was. I remember feeling excited about sex at a really mm. young age. Did you, like, when did you first start experiencing ideas of excitement? Or, like, when, I guess, when did the concept of pleasure ever drop in for you? All those questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm sure, I mean, I can't remember explicitly, but I'm sure it was probably around the same time as my first crush. So it would have been freshman year. Mm. Oh, no, oh, no, wait. Eighth grade, maybe. Okay. Yeah. But still, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have like a boyfriend or anything. So even, I feel like if you were kissing someone, then it's like, okay, I know what pleasure is. But I didn't even have that experience. So was your first kiss pleasurable? Because mine wasn't. That's that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) No, his mouth tasted like milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it was instant, like Did all tongue. Milk? I said milk. Yeah, as in the thing produced from cows and other mammals. Um, yeah, just what, were you guys like drinking? Were you like having milk? And we weren't. We weren't. We were sitting on my couch, like watching a movie, and we hadn't had milk that day. I don't know I, what was in his I mouth. I completely expected you to say something like feet or a butt or like something like classically disgusting, but milk is. <laughs> but imagine like warm milk on someone else's no, tongue. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Did it get better from there? Like, when did it start to get better? Like, what's your. Tell me whatever part of your journey jumps out at you that you wish to share. I think, sadly, I didn't have what I would describe now as a good sexual partner until I was my current age. (laughs) So for 11 years, I was just having, I guess, going through the motions. Yeah, so. But here's my question. Did you have a feeling of like, so for myself, it was always like, I'm sure this can get better. I'm just not sure how. I'll keep trying. Like, that, like, for me, that was, like, how I always sort of approached it. Did you even have a sense that it should be better than it was? I mean, not really. I mean, that's pretty sad. And also, I think the more sad part to that is I always thought it was something that I was lacking that was making mm-hmm. it not better. But I didn't know how to improve. Mm-hmm. I, like, didn't grow up watching porn. I think my first time watching porn was with you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We were in my apartment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We had gone out drinking that night, and we somehow started talking about porn and how neither I of remember, us had, yeah. had watched it. And yeah. I, like, texted a hookup of mine, just like, where do I go to watch porn? And he, like, sent us to Pornhub, I think. Okay. Or, I don't know if Pornhub was around back then. I don't know. I don't know either. That was, I'm like, in think, 2008. Yeah. I, think, I think so. Right after high been. school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, now I know that the improvement didn't have to come from me. And I think just the more you have sex, the more confident you're going to feel. And it's kind of ridiculous now to think that I was like worrying about whether I was good or not, because it's like, I, I don't know. Looking back, I would say I needed a good 10 years to like realize what was good and what wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, if you had to put it into words, what makes it good for you? The one word would be orgasm. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I, so up until this year, my 28th year, I had never had an orgasm during sex. Um, At all? No, never. I thought that if you did doggy style, then you were more likely to come. Is this? I mean. Did I, am I, I thought, I thought I knew that. 
I've never come during doggy style still. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, that seems oh, to make sense. Because of reach around, though, maybe. Did, did you count that? Oh, so are you just talking about specifically, like, clitoral orgasms? Yeah. Or? Well, I guess I'm curious. Okay. Oh, here's a good question to ask ourselves. Do we count it as an orgasm during sex if it requires manual stimulation? I do. But it's also its own category, I think. Yeah. I think as long as a penis is inside me somewhere <laughs> and I orgasm, like whether it's because of the penis or fingers or whatever, I, I count that as And during. so you're saying this year you had your first, like, vaginal orgasm. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was the first time. And... Also, the first time that someone besides myself had make, had made me come, so it's pretty crazy. That that we have to celebrate. Can I have a high five? Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and I've had that a couple times in my life, but it was it felt like an accident until just this year. Like it wasn't until for me it was last April May that I found a partner where I was like, oh, I can have orgasms every time with this person whoa (laughs) (laughs) what what do you think i know that you said you think it's not just you but do you think that there's any part of for myself it felt like a lot of mental permission that i gave myself and so it's not so much that there was something wrong with me so much as i just didn't allow it and so well that still makes it sound like i'm blaming myself yeah it does i feel like that's our go-to as women unfortunately i i do agree that mentality is huge but also he has to or she the, uh, your partner has to pay attention yeah and that's been the biggest difference for me and that's also when I've like fallen for people who have found the most sexy is like when for me it's like when they're paying fucking attention yeah and I think it's important to clarify that paying attention doesn't mean have you come yet oh have you my come god yet? thank have you, you come for yet? saying that, that, that <laughs> if you ever Anyone out there, male or female or anything in between, if you ever ask your partner that, just please just get up and leave. Like, just go. I don't mean that. I mean, for me, if a partner says that to me, I will no longer have the option of orgasming that night. Because if there's pressure. That's definitely the mental component stepping in. Because if you're consciously thinking, for me at least, if I'm consciously thinking about orgasming, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Especially if I'm like, <laughs> they want me to orgasm. I need to come now. Oh, shit. It went away. Oh, yep. God. I don't know. And at that point, which I know is a bad habit of mine, but when someone is badgering me, I often just fake it. Fake it. And I know I, that's really bad. I actually have a different opinion. I don't mind faking it. And here's why. Like, I would rather not fake it. I would rather have real orgasms. But for me, if I fake it once, then I usually will have an orgasm because Mm -hmm. I have released myself from feeling like I need to orgasm for them. And so then it becomes about for me. And again, in a perfect world, that would never happen. But I can feel when I get caught up in my own brain. And so that's my own little, like, workaround. Yeah. Maybe I'll try to work that into my routine. Only if I, it comes up. Like, only yeah, if you have to. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really trying not to do that again. I think it, it gives... So I, I only sleep with men thus far in my life, but I think it gives men some sort of ego and confidence that isn't real <laughs> when they think they've made me come over and over again type situation totally. when it's not real. Totally. For me, though, I'm also just like, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> You have no idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, but it definitely, at least in my experience, it affects the way that guys talk to me afterward. Really? Like, Say more about that. Yeah. So there's one guy that I was seeing for a bit that he was one of those, like, tell me when you come, tell me when to come. Like, I only get off if you're coming. It's, that's a lot of pressure because oh my God, yeah. I am like immediately I imagined some situation where I wasn't coming and then he just got up and left. <laughs> and oh, it's just like, no. yeah, it was just kind of not sexy feeling. So I, I definitely faked it every single time with this guy. And to this day, when he pops up in my messages, which he often does, he references himself oh as being a life changer for Ew. me. Ew. Yeah, for making me come and having crazy wild sex, which like it wasn't so... See, though, I'm just, like, laughing at him secretly. So I don't, I don't know. I still feel this weird. Okay, I should tell our listeners, though, I am in a BDSM relationship and I'm a sub. So I do think I have some element of, like, you think you're in control, but I'm the one in control. That I think is maybe, I don't know if it's just because I've been 
in this relationship for 10 months now or if it's like always been a part of me I don't know but I also just god I don't know I feel like it's yeah that sounds douchey yeah it definitely is and it's like I again I here I am blaming myself but it's like man like I contributed to this assholery of this guy by you know Mm. faking the orgasm over and over again shitty ego (laughs) yeah well, what do you think if you're in that situation and like I've been I've been in situations where I've been having like mediocre sex, but I like the person. I don't want to leave like I'm not, you know, I'm not like, oh, God, this is violating me. I'm just sort of like this is underwhelming and I feel disconnected. How do you I'm still trying to figure out for myself how to like fix or rescue that. Like I don't. And that's why I still fake orgasm sometimes because I'm like, I don't know. I just need to. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely difficult because. I'm constantly worrying about the other person's feelings mm-hmm. <laughs> and self-esteem. So sometimes if it's just, you know, mediocre or even bad, yeah. I'll fake it just because I'm worried that they think it's bad. And I just, I feel bad that they think it's bad. <laughs> what would it look like to just like sit in a sexual situation where you're like, yes, you are bad at sex. Make it better. Like, just, do you think that's even an option? I can't imagine doing that. I don't think I have done it yet. Yeah. Um, I think these people would be better for it, but I just, I always kind of dance around people's feelings and I I don't know if I could actually ever do that. Yeah, same. Because I feel like someone's reaction would be like just anger. It's like, well, you're ugly anyway or whatever guys do, (laughs) you know? Oh, God. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, so I just never put myself in that situation, but yeah, I mean... It could go the complete opposite way. Like someone could be open to hearing like what I have to say and then actually act on it. That would be great. Best case scenario. Yeah. I remember the first time that I tried, I was like testing out, trying to spread my wings and like testing out my sexual communication skills because I did a little bit of what you did too. Maybe more. I don't know. I mean, maybe I just have a completely like, maybe I'm like, oh, I blame myself a little bit, but not too much, but maybe it's, Maybe that's not accurate at all. Like, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, I remember the first time I tried to tell a partner what I wanted, he became very defensive. Of course. And then I felt, and like, we got in a fight. Like, so the first, so my first experience, because for a while I was just like, oh, well, you know, I was sleeping with friend acquaintances and I didn't know how to talk about things and I just didn't know like what was supposed to be happening. And so I was like, okay, well, when you see someone a lot, that's when you talk about sex and that's when you figure out how to have orgasms. Mm-hmm. But for me, then it was like not that experience at all. So it took me until a couple of years ago, probably 25-ish. Actually, it was, yeah, I think for the first time that I was with a woman or a couple, that's when I started getting a little more ease around that. And that was when I was 24. So, And then I was still very clunky and awkward. How do you talk to people about sex? In terms of what I like? Yeah, like, or just, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I think since I've been on the dating scene, it's like almost a year now, weird. <laughs> mm. I think it comes up pretty quickly, but only because interactions are initiated over the internet. So I think people are more comfortable talking about it over a screen. Mm-hmm. I get asked a lot, like, what do you like? And right. yeah, but I don't know that anyone's actually paying attention to my answer. <laughs> what answer do you give? I don't know. I don't even know how I would answer that right now. Yeah, I I think, I don't remember what I was saying in the beginning, but because it was something new to me. But mm-hmm. now I say it really depends on what the other person likes. Like if I, like, for example, I was talking to someone that said he was very dominant and that was very important for him. And Mm -hmm. if that didn't work for me, it wouldn't work for him. Um, Basically like we shouldn't talk if it wasn't gonna, like he's very um, intense about that, which is fine. Everyone has, you know, their their likes and dislikes. But he asked if I would be open to being a sub. And I said, I've done this before for someone that I really liked. And even though that's not my personal kink, I was really into it because I liked him and he was into it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's in general, that's my answer. Like I am open to explore whatever you want to do. And if we vibe just on a person to person level, then I could be into it. When I hear you talk about this, I'm sitting here thinking, oh my God, am I not actually into BDSM? Am I not really a sub? Do I only like it because my partner likes it? 
I kind of have no idea. Like, did you get hit? Did you, how'd you feel about that? Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I too love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Did you do any BDSM stuff with Impact Play? <clears throat> yeah. How was that for you if you don't, like, you don't identify as a person with a BDSM kink necessarily? Right? No, I don't. Um, I was into it, but I was also drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. And okay, fair, fair. Yeah. Um, I feel like in general, though, my inhibitions are always, I, this is everybody, your inhibitions are lowered once you have alcohol in your medical system. Medical fact. Yeah, medical <laughs> fact. Um, so I liked it, but this is something that we like talked about before. It's because I made it like a competition with myself. It's just, like, how much pain can I take? Mm-hmm. Like, can I handle this? Like, how much can I handle it? Can yeah. I keep going? Yeah. So that made it exciting for me. That's exciting to me. Yeah. But you don't, do I have, do I not have a kink? Then? I don't know. I can't tell. I don't know. I don't know either. I think, so I have a kink that I'm not going to disclose. I'm so sorry for... <laughs> That's okay <laughs> for anyone that was excited to hear it, but um, I'm talking about you. <laughs> it is me. I yeah. want to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I discovered it that it was like, a pretty strong part of me back in 2011. And you just, just knew, or like- well, I like happened upon like a weird part of YouTube is what happened. <laughs> yes! Yeah, and yes. it was it was one of those things where it was just like this is kind of gr- oh wait I'm kind of into it like just. Um, <laughs> yeah it was just kind of like a bizarre series of videos that I watched and (laughs) that was actually the first time I had an orgasm is when I was yeah I was ever yeah I didn't realize what I was doing but I was watching these videos and I felt tinglies in my nether regions and so I put my finger down there and I was just kind of like grinding on my hand and then all of a sudden like explosion and fireworks and yeah and so I was like okay I think I like this because I'd never felt that before and that's when I was 22 okay yeah and did you have any like self judgment around that or oh yeah you did yeah like I my master got me a cage last week and I feel fucking weird because <laughs> I like it so much and I'm like you like being in a cage and then and part of my brain is like that's not that weird it's cozy in here we're allowed yeah. to put blankets in it and the other part of me is like it's fucking weird <laughs> yeah I mean I still have moments of like I I found I mean think Thank the maker for the internet because you can find anything. <laughs> you can find anything now. But I found like a social network based off of the kink. And so I interact with people in the community freely. That's cool. As my online self, which pictures of your actual of self my or? of my body, like okay. like clothed. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, I don't disclose face pictures unless I'm meeting with someone off That's the smart. site, which yeah. has happened and it was lots of fun. <laughs> what was that? You don't have to tell what the kink... Can you talk about it without disclosing what the kink is? I think so. Yeah, so even though I... So I've been 
conscious of this kink for six, almost seven years now. And I feel like with each year, I accept it more. Mm -hmm. But that also just could be because I feel like as you get older, you learn to accept yourself in general. But even still, you know, six, seven years later, I still have moments of like, this is so weird. Yeah, so I think it's always probably going to be a balance for me, deciding whether I accept it or whether I think it's weird. It's like a day-to-day thing, but gives me good orgasms and good feelings. I, I so. get it. I mean, I, for myself, I do go back and forth, even though in my brain I'm like, yeah, yeah, the sub's always in control. Sometimes I'm like, you're letting this man hit you really hard and beat you with things and, like, hold you down. But honestly, I feel so contained when I'm being, like, pinned and I'm just free to, like, feel my body. I don't know. And just this week I've had, like, three or four people in their 40s be like, the older you get, the less you give a shit. It's great. And so I'm like looking forward to that. But in the meantime, I still feel my brain penduluming wildly back and forth. Yeah. I wonder if we'll ever hit an age where it's just we just don't care at all anymore. Um, I mean, they say that there's like rampant STD issues in old people's homes, right? Yes, I've heard that. So maybe it's like, I don't know, 80? Maybe, maybe we'll get there sooner. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but tell me, can you tell me anything about your experience with your first kink lover? Sure. So I think if I'm not going to be specific about anything, the one thing that stands out to me is that I definitely didn't mesh with this person on a personal level, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, we like went out to dinner and... Just, you know, had a regular date in terms of, you know, the before sexy stuff. Yeah. And I just didn't like the guy. He was because... he was just really irritating. <laughs> and he was one of those people that no matter what the topic is, they're an expert. <laughs> oh. They know everything about everything. But you can tell it's always at like a superficial level. Yeah. It's like I know like five minutes worth of everything about everything. <laughs> so I could tell I just didn't and he also so what I do is just very important to me. And he, like, sneered at what I did. Really? Yeah. So what I just... An idiot. Yeah. But, like, I just... I was so excited to, like, be near someone that I knew shared my kink that I just... I didn't... I was like, yeah, I just... He's irritating, but let's just, like, go back to my room so Play. we can... Yeah, so we can have good times. And it was good and times. you were able to just be like, here you go, body pleasure. Yeah. That's and so I cool. mean... Luckily, he had a very perfect sized penis. I don't know if things would have been different if he didn't. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, toys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. But I, I mean, I don't know. Like, perfect penis size is really important to me. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Let that be known throughout the land. <laughs> okay. Well, what about any details about, like, what physically gets you off like what like how do you have an orgasm can you even put it into words turn ons turn offs etc i still orgasm most frequently by myself and that's because i'm always either looking at pictures or watching videos that are kink related okay (laughs) and i've i've actually tried like actual like thought experiments to see if if I didn't think about kink things, could I make myself come? And I can't. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's really important to me and clearly. And that makes me a little bit nervous because Why? Because it's a very unique thing and I worry about I don't know, I think about like future partners and just things I don't because it's not something that everyone's into. Mm-hmm. And if like can I like have a fulfilling sex life without this constantly in my Mm -hmm. life with someone Mm -hmm. so I worry about it sometimes I get that and actually my master is a married person who does not share a kink with his spouse so there's arrangements that can be made it's just a really alternative lifestyle but hopefully I mean hopefully you can just meet someone who does yeah um (laughs) she looks very skeptical she's like I don't know it's just, oh, man, it's, I'm, like, trying to decide if I should just, like, say it. <laughs> You don't have to. I'm not pressuring you. So, yeah, I think a very specific 
body type goes along with the kink. Mm -hmm. And in general, people that I'm attracted to in real life that share like all of the personality traits that I like, they don't have that body type. Mm. So that's why I'm skeptical. But I mean, maybe it, maybe it exists. You know? Maybe. I never know. Well, I, don't, I wonder that for myself, too, because I don't know that I would necessarily even want to be, for myself, for, I don't know that I would want to have a BDSM life partnership in a day-to-day way. I'm wondering for myself if part of my attraction to it is the heightened experience of it and if living with a person and being with them all the time like for me I'm like I don't know but I'm also at this point in my life right now where I just want to be alone all the time I'm like hey who are you fuck off I told two people on the street to fuck off today because they were just randomly talking to me but strangers talk to me a lot so you have a friendly face lovers we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice so I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Flora and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages, until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Peace. <laughs> I was wearing a lion hat. Yeah. Okay. So I would like to know about your vagina. Okay. <laughs> what where about her? <laughs> where is she most sensitive? I guess I'm, not, I'm, I'm using the term medically incurred. I would like to know about... So I would like to know about all of your lady parts. Okay. To phrase it more accurately. Where are you most sensitive? Like, if you were to just right now make, like, a basic information manual with a few quick bullet points, like, for me, it would be, like, clit is super sensitive. Sometimes, until you get me to a certain point of arousal, I can't explain it. Just listen and go. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know if it's like that for every woman, but definitely the clit is the the go-to spot like when I'm when I'm by myself when I'm solo writing um that's all I focus on really Um, yeah do you ever mix it up sometimes but only if I'm getting too sensitive Mm -hmm. I'll like I'll move my toy around but the money spot is definitely the clit my nipples are also very sensitive really yeah mine are not at all really like someone could suck and lick and kiss my nipples forever I'd be like what's happening wow what you doing down there yeah it's like I mean, I can feel stuff, but it does. I would never like have an orgasm. Are you do you have orgasmic nipples? I mean, I haven't. I don't. I feel like it would have happened. You never know. I don't. I mean, people pay a lot of attention to that area in okay. general, so yeah, I. I feel like I don't know. You're right. It could still happen. So, what does the sensitive feel like then for nipples? Is it a good sensitive? Because for me, like my clitoris is so sensitive. If you touch me directly there without some like fingers like you better be fucking gentle as shit or i'm gonna be screaming not in a good way yeah um so for the nipples i i feel like my nipples are more like that than my clit definitely if there's too much pressure on my clit it'll kind of hurt because it's just like too sensitive there's too many nerve endings Mm -hmm. but for my nipples it's like the first like touch like i it feels like there's like a direct line between my nipples and my vagina because I like I feel a sensation like cool. inside me. I don't have that. That's awesome. But it's only lasts for 
it feels like minutes, but it's probably actually only a few seconds because then it'll start to hurt. It's like once the nipple gets hard and they start like biting and like pulling on it, like I just, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. stop it, stop it, stop really? it. Yeah. So it feels amazing at first, but then it gets painful pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah. And internal orgasm. So when you're playing with yourself, like sometimes I'll mix it up and I'll have like a finger inside and some fingers outside. And you saw the shape of my new toys yeah. along those lines. Uh-huh. Like, is that a toy you might buy for yourself? Or I'm talking about a toy that's like looks like a curvy hook thing. So parts go inside, but they, it touches you inside and outside and everything vibrates. That's my new toy from the stock room. It's a fun, fun factory toy. German brand. Very. That's like the, when the lady selling it to me was like, it's a German brand. It's very well built. I was like, great. Thank you. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm open to buying any toy, I think. I, so I, my favorite toy, I haven't named it yet, which seems really I sad. I haven't named a toy, but that's but a good like, idea. But she's very important to me <laughs> and my happiness. Um, it's like a, like a wand type toy. Um, and there's like 11 different speeds. Is I've, that the battery one? There's no battery. You just, it like plugs into the wall. Or oh. I guess there is a battery, but it's not something I can change. Got it. Got yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. But it's wireless. Yes. Yeah. That's what yes. I'm It's magic. It always gets the job done. Always. And quickly too, which is nice. Efficient. <laughs> yeah. I, I notice if I'm particularly stressed out, if I'm not even horny, I'm just stressed out. That's great. I will hang out with my toy Perfect. just to get a quick stress release. Yeah. And it works. Do you find that there's a time of day that you're like more likely to touch yourself or less likely? Like I used to be, like I get very horny in the afternoons, but I've started making a part of my morning routine to have oh. an orgasm in the morning. Which yeah. I used to be so asleep. Like my body was like asleep until noon. Been changing. Yeah, that like so. This is a tangent, kind of. But I've only orgasmed once in the morning, and it was from waking from a dream. Like there was no wow. stimulation. Yeah, but like in the dream, I guess while I was sleeping, I could have been touching myself. I'm not sure. Even but so, yeah, in the dream, I was lying on a beach, just myself, like hanging out with myself, and I was touching myself in the dream, and it was just so relaxing. And I woke up because I was coming, and it That's was amazing. <laughs> it it was it was, and I. I remember texting a friend of mine and just being like, has this happened to you? Like what? And she was like, what happened in this dream? And it's like, it was just me. And she was like, you go girl. (laughs) Yeah, you do. You go all the way. I know. I did. I did. (laughs) But yeah, back to your original question. It's normally, if I'm feeling stressed out, it's in the afternoon, like when I'm working. Mm -hmm. But usually before I go to bed, that's like my... Usual horny time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. I would like to ask you about blowjobs now. Okay. Experiences, thoughts, preferences. Yeah, so... Do you know how to deep throat? I do not know how to deep throat. Um, I've always been curious about that skill. I just learned this year. <laughs> it's life-changing for me. Oh, I'm even more curious now. Like, I think it's so fun. And here's the thing. I wouldn't do it for just anyone. Mm -hmm. I think there's something for me that's just very exciting about, like, I don't know, taking things to the next level. Yeah. But I had to have someone, like, show me how... I didn't have a concept of what it was, but you can, like, feel a difference. Like, it's, like, in your throat. Yeah, I've always been really curious about it. I guess I haven't pushed myself to explore further because... I mean, I don't know if, if guys in general just say this, but I believe consistently every single partner I've had has been floored by my blowjob giving Great. skills. I think and you should definitely credit yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. To the point where... We have where, an amazing blowjobber here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> She's blushing, but she... Uh, I can yeah, tell. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's to the point now where I can get someone to come in my mouth within a minute. If I'm concentrated and I like the person. That's amazing. What yeah. do you do? Tell us your secrets. Oh, gosh. I think I keep getting asked that by my partners. Just like, how, how did, you yeah, just how did, how did you learn to do this? And you should, oh, gosh, I've been how told. did you learn? I don't, I don't know. I think it was just what I say to them is I do what I think would feel good if I had a penis. Just lots of movement. Obviously, making sure it's very wet, mm-hmm. always including my hands 
mm-hmm. in the process. Paying, at- yeah. or no? paying attention to the testicles yeah. is huge. Um, sucking the testicles. Are, some dudes are really sensitive. Yeah, I, I do ask that at first. Like before I head down there, I'm just it's like, do you? <laughs> How do you ask it? I say, do you enjoy having your balls sucked? And I've never heard a no yet. Really? Yeah. Um, so I think after I've been hanging out at the penis for a while and it's thoroughly lubricated, I head down to the balls. And while I'm sucking on the balls, I do hand magic mm-hmm. on the penis. And it's just the noises With I one hear. one hand or two hands? One. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I I'm also just thinking about like actual mechanics. And if you were going to say two, I wanted to know how. Yeah. That would I be. mean, I haven't met a dick big enough to use both hands, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can like... One, two, one, two. Yeah, I'm sort yeah. of like making a milking the cow gesture. Like you can. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I only use one. It's usually always my non-dominant hand too. Really? Yeah, I don't I know. I have to switch off because sometimes I get hand cramps. Yeah. What's your first move? Okay. First move is definitely flipping the penis back. So like the bottom side is like facing me and tracing my tongue from the testicles up into the frenulum, <laughs> which is the fancy part <laughs> that's right below the glands um, or the head of the penis, because that's the most sensitive part, mm-hmm. so I've heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, I spend some time there. And at that point, I'm usually, they're very vocal, <laughs> and I know that I'm doing- What do they sound like? <laughs> Just oh, oh, oh. How did, what are you? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And sometimes I have to like pull back to like giggle because I just can't. Um, Wait, do you actually? Yes. I love that. Yes. Has any dude ever been like, "Are you laughing at me?" <laughs> no, not because I. They're too like. I guess so. Yeah. Can we talk about sex noises now? I like want to. Yes, please. <laughs> Tell me everything you're thinking. Oh, man. I just, I've had the most intense experiences with men making noises. I just, sometimes it's so funny and it's really hard to not laugh or just. <laughs> please feel free to imitate any of the noises you've ever heard. Oh man. Okay. So that wasn't one or maybe it was, but so most recently uh, this guy was on top of me and he, his mouth was right next to my ear, unfortunately for me, (laughs) but he finished and it was just like, Oh, 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 and it like, it kept going. And I just, and then he kind of laughed at himself afterwards. So I wonder if that was (laughs) typical for him. Yeah, she really surprised me. Yeah, but just people, I don't, there's a lot of screaming involved that, like, sometimes I'm just not, oh, do you remember, okay, so once I told you about, actually the same guy that was, like, douchey about, like, being a life changer for me, Uh like, the one that I would Uh fake for, he, like, constantly throughout the session would be, like, like, with every, like, pump. Every single one. Yes, every single one throughout. And he's a very fit guy. It's like the kind of noise you would expect from gym. someone. Yeah, or like someone who like wasn't cardiovascularly fit, you know? Oh, just like <laughs> <laughs> And it was maybe that's part of the reason I couldn't come with him because I was so <laughs> distracted by the noises. No, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm trying to think of weird sex noises that I've encountered <laughs> and I'm wondering if I just don't clock them as much. I'm sure I've heard some grunts and stuff, but like also, what if it's something that you bring out of people with your magic um, blowjobs? Oh Just throw that out there, baby. I mean, your blessing and your curse. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but it's like I hear strange noises, like like post blowjob, because that's usually my I start with that mm-hmm. to get them warmed up. Although I feel like it should be opposite. Like mm-hmm. ladies take longer to get there, so it should always be you should be spending a t- like time on me. Truly, also, and. If a man ever looks overly eager for a blowjob, or heaven forbid, if he ever tries to push my head down there, I make him wait. And that's not to be coy, it's just to like teach him some fucking manners. Yeah, I definitely second that. I can't stand when I don't, when I'm first starting off, I guess I don't, it doesn't bother me so much towards the end, but 
when someone just be polite when someone is starting off don't start thrusting deep into their throat are you kidding Mm -hmm. me Mm -mm. that's not okay Mm -mm. chill and i don't like having my head pushed down either like i actually kind of bite when that happens and i'm (laughs) good for you yes and i have gotten to the point now where if there's anything like that that i remotely don't like for example recently i had a partner who was a new lover relatively new lover continue to tickle me after I had asked him to stop. And so I sat up in bed and I said, no, if you do not listen to me, then we do not play together. And I talked to him like a dog because he was being a fucking idiot. And he apologized and was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, great, but I shouldn't have to do that. Uh, end <laughs> rant. <laughs> yeah. Good biting. That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, it's never like, I don't draw blood or anything, but it's enough. Still. It's enough for them to be like, oh, maybe she doesn't Genius. like this. Yeah. I literally have never thought of that, but that's even a better idea than yelling at people like dogs. <laughs> I mean, whatever works. That's great. Really. But I think, because I actually, I enjoy, I think in general, I enjoy things that I'm good at. And since I know I'm good at that, like I enjoy giving blowjobs. Yeah. So I think if I didn't like it as much and someone was doing something I didn't like, I would just stop. Totally. But instead of stopping, I'll just like bite and see if they get, if they get the hint. <laughs> and they typically do. It's great. Although I did have one guy that really liked the teeth. So he was like, more and more. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. What did you do? I, I pulled back and I said, I will give teeth, but do not push my head down. I don't like that. Good. I was like, I think I'm doing just fine without your influence. And he said, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, go, okay, go ahead. That um, is how they always talk when you like, yep. rebuke them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anything. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. And what about cunnilingus? That's a, an interesting subject for me because I, I don't know if I've ever had a fantastic experience mm-hmm. with it. I know plenty of women that have, and I'm kind of jealous because I haven't had that yet. I'm just like, to me, it just feels just like extra wet. And I don't, I, I don't, it's kind of strange to put into words, but I'm not feeling good and pleasured unless there are fingers there Mm -hmm. or something else but Mm -hmm. a tongue maybe i haven't met a tongue that's strong enough yeah could be that could be that do i have had partners in the past not put their tongue up my vagina ever and i've had partners that like only want to flick my clit like to the point where it's for me too much too strong but recently i had a partner who said he had watched a video that porn where porn stars were like here's how to go down on a chick and they treat the clit like a tiny penis which it is Mm -hmm. it is yeah and so there's this like sucking motion that happens have you ever had anyone do that because that was a game i don't think so that was a game changer that plus pressure because i don't think I had, I, in my whole life before this, I'd come from someone going down on me a handful of times. I was like, ah, oh, it's just not the way that I'm shaped. Right. But that is no longer true, or I've discovered that that has never been true. And it, and for me, it was a mixture of like that, it's like that sucking created the pressure that I had been needing. Because I mm-hmm. felt the same previously. I was like, need fingers are not happening. Yeah. I like, I want you to send me this video so I can distribute it to all potential partners. <laughs> okay, so I actually made the mistake of sending this video to one of my friends recently because we were joking about, and it's a dude friend, and we're joking about like trying to come up with names for like, what's the female version of a blow job? What's, what kind of job is that? And okay. so I was like, a suck job, a, a suck and poke, a, a lick and stick. Like, <laughs> I was like trying to come up with names. And then... We got into discussion about cunnilingus, and then he said something, and I was like, maybe you should watch this video, and I sent him the video that my partner, because I'd been like, hey, partner, what's the video that you told me about? And I sent it to him without watching it, without clicking on it, and then I clicked on it like five days later, and he got mad at me. He was like, I can't believe you'd send me this, because it's on Pornhub, it's called How to Eat Pussy, or something like that, you know, something very basic like that, and I didn't realize that it's an hour and a half long. Oh my gosh. So he got, he's like, I can't believe you'd send this to me. And I, I was like, so, and then I clicked on it. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I wasn't implying you needed an hour and a half worth oh, of skills. Wow. And also you've never gone down on me. So I'm not saying yeah. anything about your skills, but yeah. just goes to show you how fragile the male ego is. Yeah. Here, here. 
He's going to be mad if he listens to this. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. <laughs> she was just trying to help. I mean, cut her some black here. Okay. Last question. If you suddenly became, let's say, like a sex fairy godmother, mm-hmm. but could like travel back in time to talk to your younger self, what advice would you give? Always use protection. Good one. And don't let the guy try to talk you out of it by saying that their dick is too big because condoms will fit over your head if you try hard enough. How often have you has a, how often has a man told you his dick is too big for condoms? Constantly. All the time, right? Constantly. How often have you heard, let me just put it in just this once? Constantly. A lot, right? Every yeah, time. It's, Almost every time. It's a struggle so much that when a guy, when we don't even have to talk about it and he just puts the condom on, I am so turned on. <laughs> Hear that, gentlemen? The gentlemen listening, don't be fuckers. <laughs> be gentlemen. Also, idiots, you're going to get diseases. Syphilis is on the rise, okay? It is. And I always think, I think every, if everyone should have, you know, a healthy amount of fear about catching something and therefore be vigilant about your sexual health, but... I always feel like it's scary for a guy because at least for the girl, you can, if you're, if you are heterosexual and having heterosexual relations, you can look at a penis and see if there are sores or, you know, warts, whatever, but you don't know what's inside the vagina and you're putting your dick into it. (laughs) Just why wouldn't you want to protect yourself? I don't understand. It's wild. Also, child support is expensive. Yep. (laughs) And have a conversation about it. Don't ever try to assume anything. And that's the thing I think that has surprised me more than anything, fooling around with someone and then having them just start to like make the moves. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't even know that I'm not on birth control. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say protection is important. And for anyone, don't, if you're, particularly if you're inexperienced, like don't think that, if you're not reaching a certain amount of pleasure, that it's your fault. Because I spent, you know, 10 years of my life thinking that it was my fault that I wasn't orgasming. And I don't think it was now that I look back. Mm. What a game changer. (laughs) That makes me happy that we're as young as we are to start figuring stuff out. So all you sexy people out there, that is our show for today. A big thanks to Raven for coming on and doing a really great tell-all. I totally appreciate that openness. I mean, I personally just find it very juicy and exciting and even just hearing like, oh, what are her blowjob tips? Yeah, yeah, for anyone. Got it. I knew that, but maybe I'll pay attention again. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you can come back if you have some new experiences you want to share. If you ever want to talk about your kink, I'm just saying like maybe next year, year eight, you'll be even more comfortable with it. Maybe. Just throwing that out there. 